Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن من سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قال سبحانه في القران الكريم لقد من الله المؤمنين إذ بعث فيهم رسولا منهم من أنفسهم يتلو عليهم آياته ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وإن كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال مبين صدق الله العظيم I would like to talk a little bit about the authority of the Sunnah first because we will be discussing uh, the subject of uh, uh, of the Hadith. Uh, or, the, or, the, or the rulings that we are extracting from the ahadith of Rasulullah it is important to understand that what is the role of the sunnah or the role of the hadith in Islam itself uh, especially the time and days that we are living in there is, uh, there is something that has been there is some, uh, a new phenomena has been started among the ummah which is rejecting the Sunnah of Rasulullah And this phenomena was never a case of study among the Aimma in the past for centuries. Uh, you, will, you don't find that the scholars were having any kind of a disagreement regarding the authority of the Sunnah itself. You may find there are differences of opinions regarding understanding a Hadith or taking the Hadith but never it was the case that it came up as a subject that the Sunnah has no authority in Islam. And this is something that happened in the past centuries or two. And uh, when, when the Muslim lands were occupied by, uh, by the Western powers, uh, when they were colonialized, one of the things that they started hitting uh, among the Muslims was this idea of rejecting the Sunnah itself as a whole. And, uh, and, and the groups like uh, Quranists came uh, with, uh, in different parts of the Muslim land. Uh, to be very clear, yes, you can find individuals here and there in the beginning centuries even who were trying to reject the Sunnah, but they took themselves out of the folds of Islam. And that became very evident, it was very clear among the, among the scholars that uh, Sunnah has great importance to a point it is the matter of Iman and Kufr actually. So it's not just a subject of whether I can, uh, I, 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 I have an option of 
calling or taking the sunnah as the authority or not, as a hujjiyah. So the ayah that I recited where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ This is the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over the believers. That He has appointed a prophet from you. يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ That He is the one who, uh, uh, who recites His ayat. The ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yuzakihim, and he purifies them, and it teaches them the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the hikmah. And the, the mufassireen, they, majority of the mufassireen defines the word hikmah here as the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because teaching the, the book is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no disagreement about this subject. And then when you talk about the hikmah, that majority of the Mufassirin describe this as the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when we say Sunnah, uh, of course the Sunnah, we have to be very careful about, Sunnah is of three categories when we talk about. Sunnah is the actions of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is the fair, and the qawl, saying of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the third thing is the taqreer, which is when an action was done in front of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he stayed silent, and when he kept the silence, there was an approval from the from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that if because if if the action was against the shara of Allah subhanahu wa taala he would have he must have stopped the action or must have said something to 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 show that this action was incorrect. But when he did not say that, this is an approval from Rasulullah sallallahu which means this is part of the wahi. This is part that is uh, from Islam. Now. The ayah continues on, وَإِن كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُوا لَفِي دَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Meaning, before that, the people were on clear دَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ means a clear deviation. They were not on the right path. So, when we look into this subject, we find many different kind of ayat which are continuously repeating in the Qur'an talking about obedience to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when we look into the subject of the authority of the sunnah and that subject of the ta'a or the obedience is always discussed with either the person who is not doing the ta'a not obeying Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is either doing the kufr or he will be he will not be able to get the rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which means he will not enter into Jannah or he will not enter into Jannah or the ayah will be discussing the one who is following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he will enter into Jannah so it's the matter of Jannah and Naat it's a matter of Iman and Kufr when we talk about the subject of whether we take the authority of Sunnah Sunnah is the authority in Islam or not if we, are not, if we reject the Sunnah as the authority that takes the person out of the circle of Islam so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a simple thing that people sometimes very easily try to jump to a subject of through, uh, rejecting the hadith of Rasulullah uh, hadith or the sunnah as a whole as authority in Islam. So I am not discussing that the issue of the hadith being sahih or da'if and hasan or the hadith is ahad or mutawatir so which hadith can be taken, which hadith cannot be taken. This is not the part I'm discussing here. I'm discussing the subject of sunnah as a whole. Sunnah as a whole is an authority, is a hujjiyah in Islam. This cannot be rejected. Yes, when it comes to 
there are hadith that may seem, and this is very important to understand, they may seem contradictory sometimes. And this, these are the things that Mustashriqeen, the Orientalists, when, they were, when the Muslim lands were occupied and they were propagating this idea of rejecting the Sunnah, they were talking about the subject. So they were bringing those ahadith that seemingly look like they're contradictory to each other. Or the ayah seemingly look like contradicting to the, uh, uh, to the other ayah or the hadith and so on and on. This is actually, it's more of an ignorance from our part that we do not study those things in depth to understand that how those ayat, how those ahadith are reconciled uh, and they work together. So this is important to know that how to do the reconciliation in the ahadith. For example, you, uh, uh, a naive person when he looks at some of the ahadith, he might find those ahadith are contradictory to each other. But that's not the case. It could be, the case could be the issue of Am waqas, meaning a general hukum and a specific hukum. Or it could be the issue of nasikh wa mansuh, where one hukum has been abrogated by the other. Or it could be the issue of uh, specific for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or it's uh, for, for, the, for, for the ummah. Like for example, uh, one of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that talks about that when it comes to his qawl, he told the people not to combine the fast, not to do the wisal. But when it comes to his actions, we find Rasulullah he was combining the fast, meaning he was, for example, if he started fasting on Monday, he did not break the fast Monday and he continued fasting and he broke the fast on Tuesday. So he combined two fasts. For the ummah, so what, what do we extract out of it is this, there was certain actions were aam for the, gen, for, for the general people, but there was an exception for Rasulullah meaning so, uh, from, the, from the qawl, what we extract is the khitab was the people. People were, people, people were told that they were not supposed to combine too fast. But when it comes to Rasulullah that was his exception. That he was allowed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, uh, combine too fast. Because the, uh, the, the, this is, there's another aspect of the sunnah of Rasulullah that has to be understood when we talk about the authority of the sunnah, which is that the actions of Rasulullah can be categorized into three different categories. One is the action that, or, or the sunnah of Rasulullah can be divided into three categories. The reason I'm saying the word sunnah instead of just using the word action because sunnah includes the actions, includes the sayings, and includes the, uh, the, the time when Rasulullah stayed quiet when an action was done in front of him. So the sunnah of Rasulullah can be divided into three categories. One is that, that includes the uh, the khitab al or the ahkam for the, all the people. Second aspect of the sunnah of Rasulullah is those actions that were specific for only Rasulullah and they were not allowed for the others. Like one of the examples I just mentioned about fasting. And the third category is the action of Rasulullah that he did as a bashar which was part of a fitrah, the part of the nature of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like for example, when we read the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu where he mentioned, the, the hadith mentions, for example, Rasulullah sallallahu was eating food, and when the squash was presented in front of him, and he was picking the squash from the, uh, from the curry or from the shoraba, because he liked, he loved uh, 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 the squash. So now this likeness and this likeness is more of a human part of Rasulullah that does not carry a hukum shari here. We don't say that everybody has to eat squash now from now on. Okay, so that, that, that part is considered as the fitrah of Rasulullah Now moving on, uh, moving on to the subject of uh, uh, when we talk about the reconciliation, uh, so we look at the arm and khas, 
we look at specific to Rasulullah or the people, or it could be that there are a hadith that can be, we can use the tarjih or preference of one hadith over the other hadith. It all goes back to then the ulum uh, al-hadith or the science of the hadith, and this is not my, my subject here today, or even when, when we're going through the, the kitab, Jami uh, Tirmidhi, uh, rather that's a completely separate subject, and if there is time, we may discuss it some other time. So today we're going to stick with the issue of the authority of the sunnah first, and then move on to Jami Tirmidhi. So other part is, Rasulullah so Sallallahu uh, was referred as the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, as one of the hadith says. Ibrahim alayhi salam uh, made the dua, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, رَبَّنَا وَبْعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْهُمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّهِمْ إِنَّكَ عَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ That this ayah is the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. When he was making this dua, and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make a prophet, to appoint a prophet from among the people. And again, look at this. It's going into the very same thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made as the favor to the mu'mineen, which is he said, Appoint a prophet who will be reciting your ayat, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he will be teaching the book and the hikmah. Hikmah is again goes back to the, uh, the sunnah of Rasulullah and he will be doing yuzakihim and he will be purifying him. Now, when we talk about Rasulullah uh, and he is as a messenger, of course, he is not a messenger like sometimes uh, people think of a messenger as a person who just a postman, he's just uh, delivering the mail. He was not like that. As the ayah mentions also, that he's not only the one who's delivering the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, he is the one who's delivering the book of Allah, but also he is living that book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showing the people how to live accordingly. So it was an example, the one that is showing, doing the explanation of the uh, Kitab Allah or the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Now, uh, besides that, the ayat which are mentioned in the Quran, they are numerous regarding the one that has this kind of a pattern in there, which that says, Ya amanu, wa This phrase has been repeated many, many times in the Quran. And an interesting part about Atiullah wa Rasul is wherever the word Atiullah is used, and when I'm saying Atiullah, specifically where this Lafzul Jalal. Allah is mentioned with atiyah, with this amr, this command. It is always followed by Rasul. Atiyullah was never mentioned in the Quran without atiyah Rasul. Meaning, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always connected with obedience with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is never mentioned without that. But on contrary to that, we do find ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to do the ta'a of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but it's not mentioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there. Like one place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَاقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَاتُ الزَّكَاءِ وَاَعْتِعُ الرَّسُولِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not mention Allah himself also. But the, the reason is when you talk about obeying the messenger obey, obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by default there. Because obedience of a messenger has no value uh, without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Rasul, Rasul of who? So that is already by default is present. That when you are obeying Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
you must be obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So it did not even have to mention it. But when it's mentioned Atiullah, it is followed by Atiyah Rasul. To emphasize to the people, they understand that it is an important thing. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kafaru wa rasul bihim al-ard. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the people who asaw, who disobeyed Rasulullah sallallahu They will wish on the day of judgment that they were just like a, a patch on the earth or they were covered by the earth. So how they will be uh, feeling uh, hopeless on the day of judgment because they rejected the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or they disobeyed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So there are two words which are used in the Quran. One is the ta'a, which is atiullah, atiur rasul, or ittaba, or taba'a, where, so the, the difference is, when it talks about atiullah, it's talking about the obedience to Allah and His Messenger. When it's talking about ittaba, it's talking about following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, meaning the ways Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has done the things. So it's not only that we are supposed to just obey Him, but we have to follow His ways as well. And uh, ayat, uh, uh, as I said, this is not today, it's not the subject of just going into the authority of Sunnah. I just want to give at least some brief summary that when we talk about obeying Rasulullah sallallahu it is not an option to us, it's a must. And the people who are rejecting the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu and thinking that they can just follow Quran and that's sufficient, they are actually, they are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are actually rejecting the ayat of Quran itself. So you cannot, you cannot say that you can follow Quran without following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it comes to following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, made the subject so clear that when it comes to following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or to obey him, he, when he mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَاجًا مِمَّا قَدَيْهِ وَيُسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمًا In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by himself. You can find in the Quran in many, many places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by many different things. You find he says, وَالْعَصَرِ He says, وَالْدُحَى وَالْلَيْلِ or, or uh, you have wal qamar or wal shams. Many, many different things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by. It is according to what He wants to discuss. But when it comes to this subject of following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is such a huge subject that He is not talking about swearing by any of His creation. Rather, He is swearing on Himself. He's saying, Fala wa rabbika, that by, by your Rabb, la yu'minuna that you cannot be a true believer. And so some of the scholars, they define this means here you cannot have a camel iman, the complete iman even. If unless you make Rasulullah being the one who decides among you. And And you do not find in your heart any kind of a resistance to what Rasulullah sallallahu has decided. And you, you, you submit completely to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has decided. The, 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 the reason it is mentioned this way is because whatsoever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentions, it is not from his desires. 
as Allah subhanahu wa says, وَمَا يَنْفِقُوا عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُحَىٰ That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he does not say anything from his desires. When he is deciding among the people, making decisions, he's not just using his desires and his mind and coming up with some conclusions. He is making decisions by using the, the wahi. He was saying whatsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed on him. So it is connected with the wahi, whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from any of those mistakes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.